Commencing Operation Salvation For one, to gain trust, the truth must be spoken. It is, however, unfortunate that the truth can also cause mistrust with others. As we dive into today's episode, you will see truth blossom, but it is the circumstances that decide if it will be for friendship or bitter rivals. Enough inspiring quotes. I didn't hack into your radio waves to provide you with a daily dose of serotonin. Now, let us continue with the show. And welcome to the podcast where we are currently recapping the events of Transformers IDW 2005 continuity. I'm Onyx Prime with my two co-hosts here. Hi, I'm Copytron. Hi, I'm Kilobyte. Moving on with our comic book discussion for today's episode takes us to IDW The Transformers Volume 9, formerly known as Robots in Disguise. But as always, spoiler warning. Spoiler warning indeed. So if you haven't read these comics, we highly recommend you go back read them, and then come and listen to the podcast. Now, onwards. Both Computron and myself have read the series already, but this is Kilobyte's first time, and we are excited to hear his thoughts. But before we can dive into that, Computron has a special job that he loves every day doing, and that is telling us the fun facts and the trivia. Don't you know it. Computron, do you mind? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's go ahead and get started. There are a total of four issues for this comic. Uh, issue 46 was released October 21st, 2015, and issue 49 was released January 20th, 2016. The writer was John Barber, and the artist was Sarah Petra Derosher, I think, and Andrew Griffith, with colors by Josh Perez and Josh Brickham. The Joshes. The Joshes. All right. For some trivia, in issue 46, in addition to the Ironhide nail mentioned above, page 6, panel 4, features nails with color schemes based on Skeletor from He-Man, Donatello from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Prime Evil from Filmatron's Ghostbusters. Uh, I think I gotta go back and read. (laughs) (laughs) In issue 47, additionally, rust dust is now visible as Victorian's chest armor when there was no sign on her before, but she's attached upside down. It's not the comic's fault, though, since that's how the toy is attached in Victorian's stock photography, and indeed how Groove is attached to Defensor in his stock photography. And instructions as well, even though it's wrong. Interesting. Wrong. It's wrong. They're all fake fans. <laughs> Whoa. Wrong. Whoa, you don't want to start anything, Onyx. Calm down. Whoa. <laughs> Uh, Victoria makes the first use of the gravity powers chosen for her by fans as part of the poll that resulted in her creation. That's cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it with all the fun trivia. So, Mr. Kilobyte, do you mind giving us a short summary? Will do. Optimus Prime tries to come to terms with how the Camions see him as the Decepticons prepare to make their move on Earth and Cybertron. While Optimus Prime encounters the Torchbearers, the Decepticons make their play for control of the Space Bridge. Doc and Buster's excellent adventure. I love it. 
Uh, the, and finally, the Decepticons capture the Ark, and Galvatron turns the tables on Soundwave. But Optimus Prime is ready to take drastic action to prevent the resurgence of the war. And as always, this information has been taken from the wiki. Fantastic. And listeners, be sure to stick around towards the end to learn more about our current giveaway. Shall we get started? We shall. We shall. We start off with Galvatron Rally. Rally. Definitely not the other one I'm trying to say. Rallying the (laughs) loyal Decepticon to take on the universe. And we get to see more hot-headed side of the Mistress of Flame. Oh, it's right there in her name the whole time with Optimus. Not a pun. (laughs) I do not like how I said that. Anyway, any comments on these events? I really like the panel or the title where you can see the split images of Galvatron and Optimus and different sides having their their different conversations. I thought that was a cool, cool idea and a cool concept. Yeah. It was interesting to watch the flame mistress, you know, get very up and close and personal in the Optimus's faceplate, and especially in their uh, argument. Yeah, it's very interesting perspective because these people worship the Prime, and you see the Mistress of Flame pretty much talking down to the Prime in a sense. Interesting, interesting dynamic, right? Well, it's, you know, Optimus is like shutting down. It's like, it's not as big as you think it is. And then get up and personally, oh, it's very much indeed as big as I think it is. Right. Yeah. I like that. And then, you know, I do like that uh, the fine mistress was for the, I guess you would call it the annexation of the humans. Like asking Optimus if, Earth is free from all forms of tyranny. And I'm like, uh-huh. mm, no. <laughs> Not no. from themselves, at least. No. <laughs> Let's check on our buddy Jazz, our beautiful boy. Oh, wait, that's right. Last we saw him, he was getting an arm torn off. And now he has his spark chamber exposed. Poor guy. What is happening to our poor bot? Does anyone care to explain what is going on? At this point, it was kind of hard to tell where where he was but he's kind of like in a dark room that's filling up with some black ooze and it's hurting and burning his spark yeah it's very spark breaking just to <laughs> recap he also has stealth paint armor on right yeah so that's why yeah. He's, he's dark yeah Kilo, what are your thoughts on sterling and their friend erlorn i'm not sure how to pronounce that i'm really bad it's picking up in the exact same moment we left off from Redemption in the Dinobots, which I thought was interesting. I really like that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that they they connected it there. And then, like, we got to see where one of the stories went. And then when, now we're going to see the other one. Uh, I really like their designs. I like that. Alarion? Alarion? We'll get it right one day. Tell us in the comments <laughs> if we're doing it right or wrong. I think I think it's literally pronounced Alarion. Alarion? Alarion? Okay. Euler on? No, that's definitely wrong. No, I don't think it's Euler. No, (laughs) Uh, I do like their their design. Kind of, it's kind of like a mix of carb. Then it's like flying car. Yeah, it's another like track scenario, almost right. Yeah, yeah. There's wings, but it's kind of the car wings, the the car doors. But it's It's a James Bond car. Yeah, Yeah. it's pretty much that. I really (laughs) like that. I really like that style, and uh, I really like that we get to. Uh, see Optimus interact with them and and be like, teach me about 
me and teach me kind of like he's doubting himself and he's kind of trying to understand where the prime influence of you know their their religion and their guidings went and why he's forgotten all of that why he feels like he's not worthy he's always trying to learn learn from the beginning from somebody that's been devoted to the prime so i thought that was pretty and cool. to see if he can live up to his fictional self a little bit yeah, yeah. Let's check in on the Autobots in the shielded bubble. Because last time we saw them, they weren't doing too hot, were they? I mean, no. still not. But yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you can say it's getting a little hotter in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting worse and worse every time we get in there. <laughs> also, BlackRock is going a bit unhinged. Monologuing to a criminal by Wiki, by the way, which, you know, has my thumbs down rating. About how an angel showed him infinite darkness. This is some real serial killer talk. This guy needs a therapist, not some <laughs> criminal. Like, Kilo, do you have any thoughts, Computron? I like how he's just speaking in tongues to Spike. And then Spike's like, oh yeah, I know some of that, by the way. Like, oh, I know how Lon's Delight is a hexagonal diamond lattice. And he's like, ah, I forget how you are a learned person for an army guy. And it's like, uh, Spike's like, Navy. Right. <laughs> but yeah, he's kind of, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to throw the Decepticons way out past Jupiter and build them a spaceship because, you know, I'm a cool guy. And then, oh, by the way, here's a cool dark black orb that I'm keeping some other bad guys. And you're like, jeez, dude. I like how I like how cocky he is because he's like, oh, I learned their language. I can do this. I can do that. And I'm like, yeah, that makes you sound less human every time <laughs> you say something new. Weird. Less human. Anyway, let's take a quick ad break. Hey, Kilobyte. What are you eating? Gar Garbeth O's? What? Garbage O's. It's delicious breakfast cereal that has all your daily minerals and energon you will need throughout the day. Hey, let me try. Get your own bowl. Sweet. Boy, oh boy. If purchasing Garbage O's products, you are therefore agreeing to the following terms and conditions. Garbage O's is not responsible for any turbo mice found in products. There are no refunds or exchange. Hey, it's empty. Kilo, give me your bowl. Welcome back. So we get a couple confrontations. Torchbearers decide to pick a fight with Prime. Trax attempts to stop his brother Needlenose from doing something stupid. Again, we'll just say <laughs> not everyone will get what they want. Thoughts? I really like the the fight with the torchbearers and as they're like trying to grind Optimus down until he's like he's broken and then kind of like rebuild him in their in, in the light of the primes and because that's that's why they're the torchbearers, right? And they bring the light. So I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> like feels very get uh, ready to dig up on him and say, yeah. light his way. <laughs> light his way. It feels very like they're trying to tell him do or do not. There is no try. Yeah, pretty much. I like that Needle Nose says that horrible was not a mistake. It's a very sweet moment. But then Trax gets blasted by Brawl and he just kicks him. And I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> He's your brother. You you might be in different you know, factions, but he's still your brother. Yeah. Kilo, what were your thoughts on the history lesson about the Matrix and how it was created? I thought it was very, very interesting. I don't know if you want me to say it piece by piece because I can't really remember, but I, uh, I like how, how the, I like how the torchbearers say that they're the ones that are going to bear it for 
uh, optimists and because it's their duty to like light the way with it because it's supposed to it's pretty much you know a guiding light yeah they call it the matrix of light at one point <laughs> yes so I, I like i just can't really remember everything right now. oh that's fine just tell what you want i do want to put a pin in this for later when we yes. get to an origin story of the yes uh, matrix so hold on to that Computron, mm-hmm. let's put that yeah, pin. We won't get to the other side of that pin today, but we'll we'll talk about it later for sure, for sure, for sure, because it'll be hard to avoid. Back <laughs> on the arc, things go from bad to worse, and Needlenose and company have used the space bridge on Cybertron to infiltrate the ship and plan on going on a killing spree. Yikes. And they just yeah. happen to pick a fight with RC. Of all people, you want to fight. Yeah, do they not know... The stories about RC? <laughs> RC and Sideswipe, mind you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is, but there are a lot of Decepticons in a crimped space, so I don't know how good it'll go for them, uh, for the Autobots, I might say, not the Decepticons, because they have the bigger numbers, and the, the smaller the space, the harder it is to dodge and maneuver. Uh, I hear the humans were good at that one point in time. I think they called themselves the Spartans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just get him in a little narrow hallway. Any hoodle, uh, thoughts on the Doc and Buster adventure? Because I find it funny that everyone around Doc is like, this drone isn't smart. But Doc's perspective on everyone has limited comprehension. And when the dog hears people talk, all the words are scrambled. Yeah, I love yeah. it so much. And I love, love, love seeing Buster's perspective of getting around like the food and, and, saying like things like um like danger 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 or like yeah. like when somebody but walks by he's like i don't know you do you have food <laughs> <laughs> and like they'll say like a phrase but you can only see like certain words like their name or the word walk <laughs> Everything oh, else is goes, oh hi sanjay <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Kilo? I really like that because you know he he's paying attention to the words he knows. Not not every word is right. known to him. So I really like that. I really find it sweet because at, at at beginning I think Dog said that Buster wasn't going to be a good ally because it wouldn't understand him. And then eventually he's like, "Oh, Buster's friend. He helped." And then they all they go into this little adventure. It's very cute. Yeah, it was actually a very wholesome episode. Yeah, but it's time to get back on track because surprise surprise the Autobots Skylink Jazz, Jetfire and Cup were being held captive by Blackrock at the same base Thundercracker works for the humans coincidence? I think not <laughs> well that's not much to say there you know Blackrock has other yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he captured them you know it's. <laughs> I thought it was interesting you could keep some bots hidden from everyone else like no one else knew they were there one thing I was confused on was, is, I believe in earlier in the comic, Jazz said that the liquid was burning. Yes, because uh, the spark was open. Okay, because I was gonna say Buster should be shouldn't it feel like he's an acid or something right now, or because he just you no know, gets torn by the. Uh... Uh, it's not acid. It was just affecting his spark chamber. That's why I was burning him. Okay. Yeah. I do like Buster. Is like air, air. I need air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kilo, would you like to tell us about what happens to Blackrock 
When Galvatron is teleported into this base, it will. Uh, Skywarp is still being used as a teleportation device. <laughs> and Galvatron appears and tells Blackrock that he is an emissary from Onyx. Onyx Prime from a, a long time ago when Galvatron stole the Enigma of Combination and sent it to Earth. Onyx sent an emissary to retrieve it because he knew Galvatron still kept it. So Blackrock is Cybertronian, but he was supposed to blend in with the humans. And so Galvatron takes Blackrock and he's like, well, welcome, brother. Have a, a lot of use for you now. <laughs> and it's going to use him for bad. Very interesting. Why did you do that, Onyx? I don't recall. On the flip <laughs> side of things, on Cybertron, the Decepticons are going through the space bridge onto the Ark. I want to say that poor guy, when the space bridge gets turned off, gets cut in half. I'm sure he'll be fine, though. Yes. He'll be all right. That's exactly what Wheeljack says, and I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> so I have a question for both of you. Does the scene with Sideswipe and Brawl on the arc look familiar to any of you? I don't know. Probably speaking of some heroic nonsense here, but I don't know. It looks familiar. Brawl? Yeah, where Brawl's on the arc and he Sideswipe's like reaching up. Brawl shoots down. The angles just look very similar. It looks like the same uh, scene Brawl does to Sideswipe on the arc. Oh. Oh. Okay. I figured that's what you were trying to refer, but I wasn't sure because yeah. I, I didn't remember exactly. I'm like, it's probably something in the movie because I feel like Megatron did that in the movie, but I wasn't sure. Anyway, Galvatron decides his patience is up and begins his conquering of planet Earth. But his speech is short-lived as Optimus and company declare Earth as one of Cybertron's colonies and is now under their protection. What are our thoughts on this ending? Combiner Wars 2.0, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because Superion and Victorion are there. Yeah. I was surprised that they would add Earth to the Council of Worlds, but it is the Council of Worlds. So it is the Council. <laughs> I like how they kind of wrapped this comic up. Like at the beginning, it showed Galvatron and Optimus doing speeches to one another, not one another, two separate people, where Galvatron's like, I'm going to start a war, and Megatron's still like on the fence about it. And then towards the end, they are face to face to stop one another. I don't know. I thought it was very, like, a poetic thing to do. Yeah, poetic ending. Yeah. 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 Do we ever talk about Soundwave and his space station? I think we, I no, mentioned it no once. Take yeah. It, um, it was interesting because part of the comic, and this is probably way back when, is that Cosmos is, you know, can't communicate with anybody and is, you know, floating through space and he comes across the station and finds Soundwave because you know, Soundwave did mention to Cosmos that he's allowed to, you know, contact him at any point. And so Cosmos runs into, goes into the station and tells Soundwave that, that he can't find anybody to communicate with. And Soundwave did tell him that he could not hear that any of his allies were alive. I'll let you decide if that was a lie or not. But um, he did tell Cosmos that all beings on that space station are equal. And in the eyes of Prime. So he's trying to, it looks like he's trying to do like his own separate faction away from Galvatron's Decepticons. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how like the far right, I mean, the Decepticons split into two different <laughs> factions here. Well, I think this is the goal of Sunway wanted from the beginning. I think Galvatron's the one that was branching off 
Yeah, it only takes one. He's definitely add, trying uh, to follow Apple. the original Decepticon code for sure. Mm. Yeah, I do like that. I I feel like Soundwave either did not hear them because of the black ooze or lied. So it's kind of like a 50 50. Do you guys uh, think Avatron's headpiece is real or a toupee? It's a toupee. <laughs> it's a toupee. I knew it. <laughs> that purple tan of his is totally fake. Anyway, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> wow. This this is a spicy episode. Uh, I like <laughs> that when we're on the space station, uh, Laserbeak and Bussa make fun of Cosmos because they're like, ah, who would who would like to turn into like a flying saucer? And they're like laughing. I'm like, oh, that <laughs> yes. was pretty funny. <laughs> more, more Muppet references. Yes, they're so mean. Are you guys ready for Rodstar rating? Yeah, I am. I'm ready. Computron, take it away. Uh, I like the art. I really do. I like learning about Garrison Blackrock here, and I absolutely love Buster's Grand Adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, it wasn't like, you know, too much of a, like a really big story here. So I might just give this a solid four. Mm. Has vibes of like a filler episode almost. And I, I think I'm going to join you there with also four. I think we're all in the same boat. I was also going to give it a four. It was the, the art is beautiful. Seeing all the stories. I really liked Optimus kind of doubting himself and kind of trying to gain his confidence again. We've seen it a couple of times already, but it's been different uh, doubts in his in his memory cortex. Yeah. So I really like that. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready to see what, you know, what this set up for the big out brawl and defending Earth. I see what you did there, brawl. <laughs> anyway, it's been a while since we all agreed on the star rating. So a special wow moment here. Wow. All right, but listeners, what did you think of these comics? How many Rod Stars would you give it? Let us know by leaving a comment below. Now, you've stuck with us for so long, I would like to talk a little bit about the giveaway. Time for a giveaway. This giveaway will be an art raffle. This event will run until August 8th at the beginning of Season 3 of the podcast when we review Transformers Titans Return. Now, how to enter this giveaway? First, you must subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Twitter at Swear's Bar, but you are probably wondering, hey Onyx, I'm already subscribed to both of these. Well, don't you worry, as you can get additional entries by leaving a comment below on any of the video coming out on any of our YouTubes from today forward, any video. And if you share, retweet, or comment on our Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube, we'll gain you additional entries. So good luck out there. All right. Next section, emails. We don't have any emails for you today, but if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can send us an email at swervesbarpodcast at gmail.com. That is S-W-E-V-E-R-S-B-A-R podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> that was a little forced on that one. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. a little close. Kilo, do you mind talking about your weird Twitch that you still need to get looked at? <laughs> it's not that Twitch. Uh, yes, I've been streaming for a while now over on twitch.tv at the Earthling website. Uh, you can find me underneath Kilobyte Prime. And we've been uh, hanging out on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, playing different games, talking about Transformers, just having a good time. So if you're interested in that and want to hang out, uh, you're welcome to join us and find me on there. And that's pretty much it. Do you mind taking us out? I do. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Are you two ready? For Transformers, More Than Meets the Eye, Volume 10. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. All right. Now <laughs> I don't like that. Oh, yeah. A <laughs> uh, lot of deaths. Anyway, Kilobyte, do you mind taking us out? Yes. If you've enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing. If you want to help out the show even further, we started a Patreon. All of the proceeds will go to supporting the show and keeping the lights on. 
Of course, we have some tiers that offer other forms of gratitude, such as 3D printed files and entry to our Discord channel. Uh, when Season 3 releases, you'll even get early access to our comic review videos a week before they are published. And as always, we hope you're all staying safe out there. Thank you so, so much for listening. And to all are one. To all are one. To all are one. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Swerves Bar Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Swerves Bar. If you're interested in more content, try checking out the spinoff D&D series Transform Rollout. The first season, Rise of the World Killers, is completely out now. Let us tune in for a preview now. You gotta behave. You gotta lay low. You're asking too much for me. If I swear to Primus, I will not hesitate to lock you on your room in the ship. Let's just say that if I get this grappling hook, I will be in better behavior than I would be if I didn't get the grappling hook. She kind of stares. All right, but you're still on thin ice, but fine. Fascinating. There's also a YouTube channel with bonus content with a link provided below. And if you are so inclined, you can support us on Patreon, where you can get even more bonus content, such as several 3D files and access to their Discord. Links will be provided below. And transmission. Transmission.